0: More coffee for you no more father it is indeed always right to give you thanks and praise thereby we come into this place not to only worship you but to become you to be changed from glory to glory from faith to faith and from hope to hope and so father we know that there is nothing that happens by coincidence or by accident or by chance but we believe that whom you did foreknow you also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of your son we thank you that something is taking place in this building in this region in this city that is far greater than anything we can ever begin to understand it is connected to your purpose not ours to your destiny not ours to your plan not ours we thank you O God that we've only been released in this hour to prepare the way for the thing that you're going to do we thank you O God that you're not going to speak to the people that are here but you're rather going to speak to the son that is here. And we will decrease and you will increase. We thank you, O Father, that the dove that, has, that Noah sent out of his ark has found a place to rest. And for 3,000 years it has been looking for some place to set its feet. And we thank you, O God, that on the day when Jesus was baptized, the dove found the place to rest his head. And he rested on a body called christ and we thank you that that body did not cease when it died on the cross for if the devil knew what he was doing he would have never crucified your son and we thank you O god that as he was lifted up he's drawing all men unto himself and as he was crucified there was a release of the divine nature so there would no longer be one son but there would be many sons brought to glory we thank you O god this evening that you are going to speak to us not as unto babes but as unto fathers you're not going to speak to us from the outer court but from the holy of holies we didn't come into this building looking for milk or bread today we've come hungering for the meat of your word and except you feed us we will not be fed oh god we thank you there is coming an impartation not by my hands or by my mouth or by any man's hands or by any man's mouth but you yourself shall walk up and down every aisle today you shall speak to us and you shall begin to lock us into the very body of christ i thank you oh god that you are emptying us of everything that we thought we knew so you could fill us with yourself and i thank you oh god even as the apostle read the scripture a few minutes ago father i thank you that if they receive us they've received your son and if they've received your son they've received you father i thank you that it's impossible to receive jesus christ as your personal i thank you that it is impossible to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior I thank you you can't have a personal relationship with him that you got to receive us if you want to get him the only way you can get him is by getting in relationship with us father I thank you you ordained it that way so we couldn't lay hands on television sets and get saved but we'd have to become part of covenant communities so we could become you oh I thank you God that your ways are not our ways and I thank you that what we've called Christianity is not Christianity But you are about to stir up a restoration process and bring many sons to glory father i thank you that every tradition that has made void the word of god is being cast even aside at this moment so that true a true measure of the gospel of jesus christ may be preached that we may be changed into the glorious image of your son the lord jesus christ father i thank you hide me behind calvary let no man hear my words but only your words let no man see me but only you Let no man experience me or even leave this place remembering what I've said but only let them remember what you've said now father I've come as a uh, in a strange place I've come in a place that I've not been before in this place to prepare a way for a man I've never met and never even heard I don't even know him but I know him by the spirit and I know God that you've put me in a strange place today and I know God you're going to speak to this people to prepare the way for what you're going to do through uh, prophet Clement wherever he is and how you're moving even in his life at this moment And so father we pray oh god that you begin to move the people and build a foundation so that we can only go higher into new realms and new levels and we'll forever give you the glory honor, and the praise in christ's name amen come on give the lord a praise all right you know amen you may be seated the bible says that when jesus was resurrected something happened the bible says there was an earthquake that hit the earth and the Bible goes on to say that not only was the earthquake but if you read it in the in the gospel the Bible says that the stones were rent can I prophesy to you Uh, you're not ready for this but that's all right. I got a round-trip ticket when I came here so I'm not really worried (laughs) that God is about to rent some stones hello he's about to crack some stones what do you mean Bishop Ash? why is he gonna break some stones in half can I prophesy to you if the stone that you've built your religious faith in is not the stone that was built upon. He said, Upon this rock I build my church. What rock was that? The rock of revelation. Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven hath revealed this unto you. Can I prophesy to you? When Jesus resurrects himself in his body, he's going to destroy every rock. A false doctrine he's going to break it open that's why you're seeing denominations split hello somebody because anything that's built on the rock of revelation can't go through a split it can't be broken in half hello somebody that's why when he was resurrected that that was on his head hello the bible says in the gospel of john that 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 covered his head was folded The napkin that covered his head was folded and placed on there, but that that covered his body was thrown in the corner. Can I prophesy to you, as long as we neglect the headship of Christ, there's going to be no order. We're going to be thrown, the body is thrown in a corner. But when the body, hello, the foxes have holes, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. Can I prophesy to you, he's the head of the body we are the body the Son of Man has nowhere to put his head because the body is too immature to bear the mature Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ now you can look at my cross and my robe all you want you can know I swing incense and I am the Bishop of the Syrian Orthodox Church but I am filled with the Spirit that's all you need to know we may worship a little differently but at the end of the day we're declaring the same truth Now. Put it another way, Bishop Ash, if you insist see the, can I prophesy to you that the problem with the church is we 've been carrying this sword. Hello Peter. we 've been carrying this sword, and instead of using it to heal people, we like Peter, have drawn the sword and cut the ear off of the servant you wonder why the church can't doesn't have an ear to hear the spirit because we drew the sword and cut off the ear from the servant but can i prophesy to you jesus is about to stretch his hand hello apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers he's about to stretch his hand into the dust hello we are made in the dust of the earth he's about to stretch his hand into the flesh realm and shake the dust shake the flesh off of the ear of the church and put it back on the body so he that hath an ear can hear what the Spirit is saying to His church. put it another way Bishop Ash if you insist there is a woman walking around for 18 years who's been bowed over hello a woman hello church hello woman hello church you've been bowed over 18 years hello 18 is a division of 6 six, six, six makes 18 hello there's a woman who's been under the nature while you were looking for Gorbachev with that mark on his head you neglected the antichrist which was in your own self whenever you operate by your own flesh nature you are antichrist somebody says you don't believe in an antichrist over there I don't have time to worry about an antichrist over there it's this man who denies that Jesus came in the flesh what do you say I never denied him anytime you would do anything by your own strength or by your own power you deny the lordship of the lord Jesus Christ There's been a woman bowed over for 18 years under a, hello church, there's been a church that's been operating under the authority of dead dried up denominations, under the authority of religion, under the authority of dead dried up pastors that got more degrees than a thermometer and don't have enough power to blow their nose, let alone cast out a devil. She's been bowed over for 18 years. In other words, the church's vision has been in the earth realm, in the flesh realm. But Jesus is about to lay his hand on her hello apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers and when he lays his hand on her her vision's going to come out of the earth realm and it's going to be restored back to the heavenly realm that's why God told Abraham count the sand he said I want you to know you'll have an earthly vision but when you get through counting the sand I want you to look in heaven and count the stars because you will only have a natural Israel you'll have a heavenly Israel a spiritual Israel that may not have been born from the womb of Abraham but they were born from heaven above. Put it another way, Bishop Ash, if you insist, the first sign of insanity is you talk to yourself. The second sign of insanity is you answer yourself. Put it another way. There is a king, Belteshazzar, who is drunk with his concubines hello there's a church It's not a wife they're a concubine they enjoy the sexual intimacy they enjoy living in the king's house they want all the blessings they want to name it and claim it they want to pray and get it but they don't want to enter into covenant relationship with Christ can I minister to you there is a church who's been drinking hello the concubines are drinking from the golden vessel that were once in the temple of god but now they're in babylon hello babylon is any religious tradition that replaces the worship of god with the worship of man it's anytime you're more faithful to your tradition than you are to the word of god hello these women are drinking Hello, can I prophesy to you that there's a church that got rich off of you? They've been drinking freely from you, empty vessels, you golden vessels that belong in God's house, not in tradition or ritual or religion, but in the house of God. That's where you belong. But that's all right because he's going to get it straight, just like he always does. Because the Bible says while they were having a party, guess what appeared? A hand. Hello, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. There appeared a hand and it began to write on the wall can I prophesy to you that God is sending somebody like Kim Clement so that the hand comes and writes on the wall God sends prophets to a region to declare that your kingdom has been numbered your days are numbered but the reign of the kingdom of God is about to begin put it another way Bishop Ash on the Sabbath day there was a man who had a withered hand jesus walked up to the man who had the withered hand on the sabbath day and said this isn't a good thing prophesied to the withered hand and on the seventh day the withered hand stretched out and can i prophesy to you that from the time of adam until christ was four thousand years a day with the lord is is a thousand years four days from the time of christ until now it's been two thousand years two days from the time of adam until now it's been six thousand years it's been six days and on the sabbath hello seventh day He's about to heal the withered hand. Put it another way, Bishop Ash, if you insist, Goliath came from a city where the god Dagon was the god of the region. But the Bible says when the Babylonians had captured the Ark of the Covenant, they brought the ark of the covenant into the house of an idol god and the bible says the first thing the first time it fell is his hand broke off can i prophesy to you the presence of god is going to break the false apostle false prophet false evangelist false shepherd false that hand's about to break off come on somebody so we can get the real hand of god somebody says ain't there are no more prophets there are no more apostles you can't have a counterfeit twenty dollar bill unless there's a real twenty dollar bill the more false prophets and false apostles there are the more you better get excited because if there's a fake running around God's about to bring forth a real Holy Ghost move of the power of the anointing that will establish the end time outpouring of the Holy Spirit you can't buy this in the Bible bookstore so you better have an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying tonight that's why God commanded Moses and said Moses take a lamb and sacrifice the lamb so that the death angel will pass over you but God gave Moses another law he said when you take the blood sprinkle it on your doorpost, and then he said take the lamb into your house and cook it and he commanded them to eat all of the lamb you're not ready for this can I tell you for the last 30 years in Christian then we've only been eating rack of lamb and leg of lamb and lamb chops But the command is, you gotta eat the whole lamb see you got to eat his brains Jesus is the Lamb of God you got to eat his brains so you can let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus you got to eat his tongue so the things that you speak will not be your own words but they'll be his words you got to eat his eyes I know it sounds gross honey but if you eat his eyes you can see in the spirit realm you got to eat his come on you got to eat his ears so you can hear him you got to eat his heart so you can hang and have passion like you got to eat his stomach so you can know the deep inner workings of the things of God come on somebody you got to eat his feet so you can walk like him put it another way Bishop Ash if you insist there's been a woman sitting at the well hello church and she's been Jesus said you have five husbands, and the one you're with now ain't yours. Hello, can I minister to you that there's been a church, there's been a woman, a bride, who's been whoring around looking for a husband, And she's had six husbands six is the number of man God made Adam on the sixth day can I tell you that she's been whoring around sleeping with with anybody she could cuz she wants to get pregnant come on somebody she's desperate to bring forth some and the Bible says when he said come on you know what happened though when she met Jesus she didn't need to find another husband because Jesus was the seventh man can I prophesy to you can I prophesy to you you've been sleeping with flesh long enough bride of Christ but you're about to meet a man sitting on Jacob's well of salvation and you shall draw out of it with joy come on somebody i know you didn't know we preach like this in the orthodox church they don't know i preach like this either they'll kick me out if they find out that's all right how many you hear me about the holy ghost there's coming an outpouring of god she's been sleeping I wish I could tell you the whole story but you ain't ready for it. I wish, I wish, I wish I could tell you that it's unlawful for a man to sleep with something that's dead. The Bible says in the book of Leviticus if someone is dead and a man lies with a dead woman as he would with his own wife, that he is an abomination and should be put to death. Uh, they call it necrophilia today. Can I prophesy to you though? Any time you lie with something that's dead, it's an abomination. Anytime you stay connected to something that's dead, it's an abomination. Anytime you try to stay in your dead, dried-up denomination, instead of going with the purpose and the move of God, you have slept with something that's dead and you have brought death into your own house. God wants to bring us to a greater glory, to a greater expression of the power of the Holy Spirit. He wants to bring us to the next level of what God is doing. He wants us to better understand that it is time in the kingdom of the church that women stop preaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to get I'm going to get doctrine on on you cuz I'm an orthodox bishop and my robe is pretty so I'm going to preach in it tonight. <laughs> I don't care about you. I know I was going to get in trouble. Yeah, I don't believe in women preachers. I don't believe in them. You can believe in them all you want. You're wrong. You're doctrinally wrong. You're confused. You're bound. You need to take your Bible, your boyfriend, and your keys and go home. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians to suffer not a woman to speak. Suffer. Don't you allow a woman. You know the problem with the church is we've been having too many women preaching in our churches there's no order when you let women preach in your church see david said david said david said david said my soul she shall make her boast in the lord can i tell you that if a man is preaching but he's preaching from the soulish realm it's the woman that's speaking it's the female Uh, God don't have a problem you better hear me by the Holy Ghost it's the woman that's preaching she shall make her boast in the Lord now if a woman is up preaching, but it is he the spirit of truth, then it's not the woman that's preaching, it's he the spirit of I don't care if you got pants on and a bow tie on. If you ain't preaching by the power of the spirit, you need to shut up and start flipping burgers at Burger King. Because we don't need a word of the flesh, we need a word of the Holy Ghost. You don't suffer a woman to preach. Women are not allowed to preach. Men preaching from the soulless realm are not allowed to preach. We've heard enough preaching from the flesh realm. I know you don't like it, but that's all right. You can't buy this in the Bible bookstore. They're scared to sell it. All right. Put it another way, Bishop Ash. If you insist, (laughs) whenever the spirit puts its head in the lap of the soul, hello Samson, putting his head in the lap of Delilah, you will lose your vision you want to know why churches that started off great are not great anymore and started off anointed are not anointed anymore because they put their head in the lap of the soulless realm instead of the spirit realm and what's the first thing they did they put out samson's eyes hello you will lose your vision you will lose your purpose your destiny when you operate under a soulless realm and not the realm of the holy ghost God is about to burst something in the kingdom of God. In the people of God that are hungry for more. And take us to the next level of glory. Well, let's, let's preach. I'm preaching already. And um, we just want to obey God this evening. See, as long as you remain sheep. As long as you remain sheep. God will never become intimate with you because Leviticus says it is an abomination if a man lies with a beast the way he lies with his wife it's an abomination see can I prophesy to you the reason you're not pregnant with the things of God is because you're still sheep see there's got to be a point when you got to stop being sheep and become the bride You see, some of you, as long as you, as long as you're confessing him as your shepherd. mm -hmm. As long as you're confessing him as your shepherd, you'll never get pregnant from him. But when you move beyond him as your shepherd and begin to confess him as your husband, I and my beloved are one. When you begin to confess him as your... Oh, there's a whole lot of people that are mad at me already. I better get out of here. I'm unfinished. I'm through. You've got to confess him as your husband. I I could take that to another level, but you're not ready for it. You think? We'll see. As long as you remain the bride... you'll only be intimate but you'll never have authority see he's the head of the body if you put a male head on a female body you got something that belongs on uh, Jerry Springer not in the kingdom of God so there's a point when you got to stop being the bride and become sons Now people tell me as I preach all across the country, they tell me all type of things. They say, "Oh, you're preaching that that message from the latter rain movement, or that thing in the '50s, or that '60s." They call it. Some people call it Manifest Sons of God. Some people call it, you know, uh, all. T- I, I tell them, I said, "I don't know. I've never read anything about these things." I said, "I am a." I am an orthodox bishop. I know that St. Athanasius said in 325 A.D. that God became man so that man could become a God God again. Ignatius said in 69 A.D. that uh, let us therefore be partakers of the body and blood of Christ that we may become his body. Uh, I know that Paul said. I know that Paul said that the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. It's not a new doctrine. It's always been preached. It's always been here. Uh, God has never shared anything new. There's nothing new under the sun. It may be new to you, but it's not new to God. And if you close it out because you've not heard it or because some guy who calls himself a scholar on CRI and puts himself and gets, him, gets a, p- a program on the radio and says that he has the right or the mitigated goal to determine what's God and what's not, does not qualify because that man's not qualified. Okay? One man is not allowed to qualify what's truth and what's not truth. Come on somebody. The body qualifies what's truth and what's not truth. So we get afraid of things because all of a sudden it's accounted to be something strange or something weird or something that's not God but that uh, that that's not God's fault that's our fault that we would be children tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine uh, I'll talk about that in a few minutes too we'll get into the deep things of God come on turn with me if you would you brought I'm here to preach that's uh, what I'm doing that's what I'm called to do uh, Psalms 17 uh, verse 15 One of my favorite passages of Scripture. Here, before, David, before Paul preached it, David preached it. Listen to what David says. Verse 15, as for me, I will behold thy face in righteousness. I shall be satisfied when I awake with your likeness. Hear me, if you are satisfied with anything else other than the likeness of God, You fall into the category of those that are woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Listen to what David said. I will be satisfied when I awake with his likeness. Uh, Look at the person you're sitting next to and tell him, I will not be satisfied until I become like Jesus. That's ultimately the purpose of God. I want you to know that God doesn't have 50,000 messages. God only has one message. It's the same message he had in the beginning. It's the same message he had now. The way he started in the garden is the way he's going to end at the end of time. He started with a perfect man. He's going to end with a perfect man. Come on, somebody. The way he started is the way he's going to close this thing. And God started with a man in his likeness and image. And he's not going to stop doing what he's doing until he gets a man in his likeness and image. Now we've never lost the Iconia Theos in Greek or the Imago Dei in Latin or the Isos in Russian. We have never lost the image of God but we have lost the likeness of God. And what God is restoring on a weekly basis, on a daily basis, is the likeness. We are learning to be like him. As for me, I will not be satisfied till I awaken with his likeness. Ah, Listen to me. That means we've got to wake up when the Bible says awaken thou who slumbers and sleeps it's not talking about a sleeping Israel it's talking about a sleeping Jesus who's in the earth but he is asleep come on somebody I wish you could hear me about the Holy Ghost he wants to wake up a people to the purpose of God for whom he did foreknow Romans 8 whom he did foreknow Y'all ain't ready for that. Oh, you're not ready for it, but I'll preach it anyway. Just because there's a few of you looking cross-eyed. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of the Son. I'm going to set every one of you free right now. I'm going to set you free so quickly, I won't even charge you for this. This is free. I won't even prorate this. Who am I where am I why am I here what's my ministry what's my destiny what's my purpose you know it's a big thing now destiny is a big N word it's another fad you know everybody's trying to find out their destiny Seven points to determine who you're supposed to be. What is your destiny? I'm going to tell you what your destiny is. Whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of the sun. See? everybody has the same destiny. Everyone in this building has the same destiny. And that is that you are to be conformed to the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. Now we may not all get there the same way, but we're all going to end up at the same place. Some will get there through preaching. Some will get there through serving. Some will get there through becoming apostles. Some will get there through being ushers. Some will get there through prayer and fasting. But whatever it takes, the destiny is the same. God purpose for you is to be like him. You do, that's what happened with Adam. Anytime you pursue your purpose outside of what and how God tells you. I'm going to blow something right out the water right now. Can I preach this? all right a little quiet over here i'm preaching this corner all right in in the early early christian writings there is a saying by a man by the name of abba makarias who is a writer of the syrian tradition uh, in the second century abba Macarius says therefore a man is always tempted at his strongest point. Now, you know, you never heard that before. See, because most of us think we're tempted at our weakest point. Er, Wrong answer. By a vowel, you don't have a clue. You better take another spin and hope you don't hit bankrupt this time. Vanna White ain't turning the letters today. I am. All right. Hear me. Give me by the Holy Ghost. You are tempted at your strongest point, not your weakest point. Adam was tempted at his strongest point, not his weakest point. I'll prove it to you. Adam was tempted with, you shall be like God if you eat from this tree. Adam was already like God. He was tempted with his strength, not his weakness. Everywhere that the devil tempts you is your strongest point. that turns the tides on the devil doesn't it that turns around next time you look in the face of the devil you said you know what I thought this was my weakness that's why you kept hitting it but actually this is my strength so I'm gonna turn this booger on you see you took my prayer life but now I'm going to pray like I ain't never prayed before. The mere fact that you tried to steal my prayer life is a sign I am a prayer warrior. The mere fact that you tried to mess with my family is a sign my family is going to whoop your butt. The mere sign that you've been messing with my money is that I'm a call to be a multi-millionaire. The mere sign that you have tried to steal my ministry is that I am called to walk in the fullness of the power of the Holy Ghost. Come on somebody. How many of you hear me by the Holy Ghost? That's right. You know why you're giving? Because you're buying the truth and selling it not. The Bible commands you to buy the truth and sell it not. Every time the devil hits you, he's hitting you where you're your strongest. And don't you let the devil try to discourage you anymore and make you, let me help you here. Let me help you here. The book of Psalms says, God says, I have laid the foundation and the boundaries. No man can go past them. Hear me. God hath laid the boundaries and no man can go past the boundaries that God has laid. Are you ready for this? When God lays a boundary, no man can go past it. Can I minister to you? that God has sons in the earth. People whose purpose is to be like Him. And God places them in different situations. Not so that they can get delivered. But so that they can teach the situation that what God says don't touch. Even you're not allowed to touch. Can I prophesy to you that the three Hebrew boys were in the fire? Not because they needed to be delivered. But the fire needed a quick class. And they taught the fire there are some people you are not allowed to devour Noah taught the flood there are some people you're not allowed to drown Joseph taught the jail there are some people you can't keep bound. and Daniel taught our adversary the lion Come on. There are some people you're not allowed to devour. some of the trials you're going through isn't for you to get delivered God put you in that situation so you could teach that situation there are some people that ain't gonna backslide some people that ain't turning around some people that aren't giving up some people that aren't gonna get a nervous breakdown some people ain't gonna need family counseling some people ain't gonna need Prozac they're gonna get a double dose of the Holy Ghost and be charged to his glory and his image alright I'm preaching just a minute give me a few minutes God will raise up a people that will be transformed from glory to glory from faith to faith from hope to hope be changed into the fullness of the purpose of God you thought the devil was trying to destroy you but I'm here God I'm here to let you know God brought you into earth to teach the devil a lesson because every now and then come on I used to raise rottweilers and I had trained them with that choke chain but every now and then one of them boogers would think he was controlling me and I'd snatch that choke chain sit boy brother that ain't that's how the devil is every now and then he gets a little out of line and god snatches that choke chain and says sit i didn't tell you to kill him i told you just to bark loud brother the devil can't do nothing to you except god gave him permission and if god gave him permission it is because god saw that you won't let him down you won't turn around you won't backslide and you won't fail the glory of the kingdom of god Brother, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, as for me, I will awaken with his likeness. I will not be satisfied until I awaken with his likeness. Can I take it to the next level? The Bible says in the book of Acts that Peter and John ceased not to preach Jesus. Here, let me help you here. Let me set you free real quick. The Bible did not say. They cease not to preach about him. The Bible says they cease not to preach him. There's a difference in preaching about him and preaching him. When you preach him, it's not always done with your mouth. Come on, somebody. I preach him every second of my life as I'm being changed into his image. Every opportunity I get, I'm preaching him. I'll be trying on a pair of shoes at a store, and, and, and while they're putting the shoe on my foot, I'll kick the person in the name of Jesus. I did that one time, kicked the woman, she got filled with Holy Ghost. I said, Look at God. Now give me a sale. Give me your employee's discount. She is Presbyterian. Never even heard of the Holy Ghost. She's speaking in tongues on the floor. I said, look at God. Come on, shoot a mosquito. Kickstart a Honda. Oh, mama, my knee hurts. Speak in tongues. Don't leave me out here by myself. let's take it to the next level I'm about to get in trouble here so God brings forth a hand out of the earth as for the purpose of God the purpose of God is to change us to the image of God to change us into the fullness and the likeness of His Son the Lord Jesus Christ we shall not be satisfied until we awaken with His likeness the problem with the church is is that we have sat down and are dying because we refuse to make a divine connection to the purpose and the plan of God We become satisfied with Pentecost. Takes me to my next passage of scripture, Matthew 13. Then I'm going to go into Ephesians 4 and we're going to go over. Some place says I'm just going to go wherever I feel like going. I don't have any notes tonight, so I'm subject to end up anywhere. And I'm finished when I'm through and I'm done when I'm finished. So Matthew, what chapter did I say? All right, that's right, that'll work. If you say so. 13 verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. Listen to what he says. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches the way that which was sown in his heart this is he which receives seed by the wayside but he that received the seed into stony places the same as he that heareth the word and with joy receiveth it yet hath not root in himself but dureth for a while for when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word by and by he is offended i could preach on that but i won't He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Verse 23, But he that receives seed into good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also bears fruit and bringeth forth a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. That's in your Bible. That every man that hears the word will produce. Some will produce 30-fold. Some will produce 60-fold. And some will produce a hundredfold. There are differing measures of people in the kingdom of God. You may not understand that. And you may not want to believe it. But the truth is, everyone is not called to the same level in the kingdom of God. Jesus said I speak to the multitudes in parables But to you I speak the mysteries of the kingdom of God Hello, thirtyfold, sixtyfold What's the hundredfold? Then from those twelve Who he showed the mysteries of the kingdom of God He took three Hello, Peter, James and John Up into the mountain of transfiguration And when he brought them up into the mountain He was transfigured See, he speaks to other parables To the twelve, the mysteries And to the three, he shows them the kingdom of God come on now hello and when did he go up into the mountain of transfiguration on the Feast of Tabernacles Sukkot which would then take us to the next level 34 64 hundredfold Passover Pentecost Tabernacle three feasts Passover is the sacrifice of the Lamb pentecost is the outpouring of the holy spirit after the omer and then after uh, the feast of yom kippur comes sukkot and Sukkot, which is the feast of tabernacles the fullness of the harvest comes so you have passover pentecost tabernacles 34 sixtyfold, hundredfold Passover is connected to 34 people who are saved by the blood of the Lamb They've heard the truth. They're entered into the kingdom But there's yet another realm you can get stuck there and a lot of people will never ever come unto the fullness of the kingdom of God They'll never desire more. They'll just say I just want to be saved. I just want to be a Christian in my heart And That's good for them but there's another group of people who come to the 64 hello, Pentecost. They become filled with the Holy Spirit. They begin to manifest the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They begin to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. That is Pentecost, not Pentecostal. Anytime you become Pentecostal, you identify with a move that was supposed to be a move. You identified with something you're supposed to experience and not become. You don't become Pentecostal. You experience Pentecost people always are, what religion are you i'm pentecostal that's why you have condemned yourself in your own mouth are the words of life and death and you brought death to yourself because Pentecost is the second feast. Hello, sixty-four. There's another feast. Pentecost means the beginning of the harvest. Pentecost is only the first fruit harvest, but Sukkot is the fullness of the harvest. Pentecost is the down payment, but unless you go to the Feast of Tabernacles, come on. Put it another way, Bishop. Ash. Pentecost is celebrated in an upper room, but the Feast of Tabernacles has to be celebrated in the outside, in the field, because upper room can't hold them. A denomination cannot contain them. A tradition, cut out somebody. You got to leave Pentecost and go to Tabernacle. 34, 64, fold, fold. Pentecost, Passover, Pentecost, Tabernacles. Hello, Paul said. I've been caught up to the third heaven excuse me Paul said I am seated with him in heavenly places so heaven's not a place you're trying to get to it's a place you're already in oh I know you're mad with me already it's all right it gets worse before it gets better we're not we're not giving you a morphine drip today this is radiation treatment we're getting rid of this cancer (laughs) Passover Pentecost Tabernacles Hello, third heaven. Hello, Paul said, I've already been in the first heaven. I've already been bought by the blood of the Lamb. I've already been to the second heaven. I've already been spirit-filled. And now Paul said, I've been caught up to, with him in the third heaven. That's why Paul could say, for me to live is Christ. For me to die is gain. If I live, I am him. If I die, I'm with him. I can't lose either way. Come on, somebody. Come on, he left. That's what he said. I'm in the third heaven. I'm seated with him in heavenly places. I've come to the fullness of the authority of God. That's why a serpent could could bite him and he didn't even have to cast it out or speak or lay hands on himself or nothing. He just shook it off and kept on walking. Because he was walking in a hundredfold anointing. Thirty-fold, sixty-fold, hundred-fold, first heaven, second heaven, third heaven, Passover, Pentecost, tabernacles. Put it another way, Bishop Bash, if you insist, outer court. Inner court.